What's up, everybody? How you doing? How you living? Yes, new voice, not the Austin voice, not the beautiful sounding voice to start you out. But you got Trace here. Austin, a little busy tonight, couldn't join us. So guess what? We got a solo podcast tonight. But you want to know what? We didn't want to let everybody down. We wanted to give you guys our spread picks, our over-unders, uh, some DFS plays, so on and so forth. Uh, obviously, still a day late, but we are recording this right as the Washington Giants game is about to start in about 15 minutes. So that game's going to get started here in a second. So I want to hurry and jump into that one before. Uh, so then my pick is not not counting, I guess. So uh, let's just start off with the that game to start us out, and then <clears throat> we'll dive into the rest. So we have Giants at Washington tonight. Division rival, big, big game uh, with uh, Fitzpatrick out. So that's going to change up some things in this game. Uh, I know that Daniel Jones is undefeated against Washington, which is very interesting. Uh, I saw it on Twitter. I'm sure everybody else has seen it as well. He's like 4-0, 5-0 against them, but then he's like 4-18, 4-5-19, something like that, something ridiculous against everybody else. So uh, which is very interesting because Washington's defense is so good. But uh, his legs are what is the difference, I think, of in that why he is always beating them. Even though they have a great pass rush, he's able to step up into the pocket and uh, take off with his legs. I think that's probably the biggest difference there. Um, with that all being said, uh, the spread is Washington at three and a half. And uh, Austin and I are both taking Washington here. We know Fitzpatrick's out, but we're just trusting the defense here uh, that they're going to make some plays against the Giants. And Daniel Jones is going to turn the ball over one too many times late in the game uh, to secure that, in my eyes, probably seven-point win for Washington. I do think this is going to be a competitive game. You know, you like to think that division games are usually competitive. So we'll see how that all plays out. Uh, Let's move on to the Bears. Uh, sorry, Bengals at Bears. Sorry about that. Um, yeah, this game also very interesting here. Uh, Austin and I are thinking two different routes here. Um, he's taken Chicago to cover the two and a half points. And I'm not sure why, to be honest. Uh, I'm taking the Bengals. They looked great against the Vikings. Maybe he's just thinking that the Vikings are so bad that uh, Bengals are still bad. They just beat a worse Vikings team and the Bears are good. But from what I saw, and I know the Rams are good, but the Bears looked lost, man. They looked like they didn't know what to do on defense. They they were not able to stop anybody um, in that Rams offense. I kind of think that the Bengals are going to do the same thing. Bengals have just as many, if not more, and better weapons than the Rams do. Um, I love the Higgins thing. I love Chase. Boyd didn't even get used last week um, just because he didn't need to be. He's a slot guy. He uh, Cooper Cup tore them up, so it would be interesting how that all plays out. Joe Burrow is going to be able to, um, you know, get the ball out quickly, and we'll see how that all plays out. From the Bears side, uh, expect David Montgomery to run the ball. I mean, even from the Bengals side, Bengal side, expect Mixon to. I think that both of these teams run the ball pretty effectively. Um, honestly, very similar to what the Bengals and Vikings game was last week. Um, Dalvin Cook and Joe Mixon ran it very well. I expect Montgomery and Joe Mixon this time to play it out. I just think that the Bengals offense, I'm going to trust the Bengals offense to score more points with Joe Burrow than the Bears are with Andy Dalton. So we'll see how that all plays out. I mean, a loss here. I think that Nagy's going to have to make that switch um, if they lose this game. They're going to have to make that switch to, to Justin Fields. So 
Uh, first difference here, Austin taking Chicago. I'm taking Cincinnati. I don't even know if Cincinnati is going to win this game. I, I do think they are, but if they, if they do lose, I think it's going to be only by a point or two. So it's going to be, uh, I think it's going to be a close game. Moving on to the Broncos at the Jaguars. Uh, Denver is six-point favorites. Uh, we're both taking Denver um, here. I mean, how can you not after seeing the Jaguars' performance? Um, you know, I still think that there's things that they were just learning, and, you know, uh, I think the Jags are going to play much better this week. Um, listening to the way Austin talks about the Jaguars on Mic'd Up, uh, that is not what he thinks. Uh he is very, very down on the Jaguars and hates Urban Meyer, apparently. So everybody, I mean, I guess everybody that's listening to this probably also hates Urban Meyer. So uh, we'll see how it goes. It, it's honestly, it's weird because I, like, I'm an Urban guy just because he put Utah on the map and that's great. Uh, and I was, you know, cool. Like when they signed him, when the Jags signed him, like, I think I said on this one multiple times, if it works, it works. If it doesn't, that's fine. They tried something out of the box, which is what I wanted. I didn't want just another boring hire. So like, I'm good with that. Um, but it does seem like every, the popular opinion is just to hate on urban. Now. Um, I wonder at what point that might, it probably will never switch actually just knowing his history. It's probably never going to switch. Everybody wants him to fail. So, um, I'm hoping it's a close game. I'm hoping the Jags offense, um, cleans up the mistakes from early on in the game that they did against Houston that really put them behind. Uh, the defense just needs to play better just all around. Uh, hopefully Andre Cisco starts at safety this week. Um, the rookie out of Syracuse. Uh, we'll see how that one all plays out. Uh, the next one, Texans at the Browns. So Browns, we talked about this a lot last episode, hard fought game against the Kansas city chiefs in arrowhead. Uh, Honestly, if it wasn't for the Nick Chubb fumble, I think that the Browns pulled that one out. Um, now, they're at home. They're facing the Texans, who, yes, did get the win last week against the Jags, but still easily a bottom three team in the NFL. Uh, I can argue the Browns are a top three team in the NFL, uh, top five at worst. Um, and they are 12 and a half point favorites. Huge, huge number um, for an NFL game doesn't face me i i'm taking it like give that to me all day i think that this is a big nick chubb game i think that i think that everybody gets involved i think the schwartz kid has another big game landry i can see having a touchdown cooper or sorry hooper is going to have a big game from the tight end position no obj again they have already announced him out so fantasy owners you don't have to wait until that you know hour and a half before the game starts to really know if he's going to play or not. They've already just announced he's out. Um, thank you to the head coach for just doing that for fantasy owners. Uh, Texans position. I mean, the script was just perfect for them last week. They got up early and then they were able to run the ball. They're not going to be able to do that. Um, Brandon Cooks had a couple just Hail Mary type throws, just throw it up and he ended up catching them last week, which I mean, good on him. Great plays. I just don't know if that's a consistent way to run an offense. Um, and I don't think he's going to be able to do against the Browns. So I'm taking Cleveland, but Austin is taking Houston here. So he does believe they cover. I got to assume that he still assumes that the Cleveland Browns win this game, just basically not by 13 points. So, um, look at that already. After we both went eight and eight last week, rough week, um, we usually do struggle week one and then we make up for it. Um, but just like that, four games in, we already have two differences. So love to see that. It's going to make it super exciting for us. 
Next game is the Los Angeles Rams at the Indianapolis Colts. Um, Austin is going to just have so much fun with this game. Like, I don't know if he's going to be able to blink. He's not going to go to the bathroom. He's not going to go and get food. His eyeballs are going to be on this game at all times with the hearts. He is the heart emoji guy during this game because of his love for Matthew Stafford and Carson Wentz. Like, I wish somebody in my life had as much faith in me as Austin does in Carson Wentz. And I mean, even Stafford, like Stafford's great. He's going to have a great season. So I'm not going to bash that one, but especially Carson Wentz. So it was, I was very interested on this game to see what route he went. He ended up going with the Rams who are three and a half point favorites as did I. So we're both taking the Rams here. Um, This game's going to be very interesting as well. I think that this is a, Big game for Robert Wood. Actually, yeah, Robert Woods is going to have a good one. I think Higby has the huge game for the Rams. And then the Colts, I think that Carson Wentz continues to check it down to his, his running backs. I think this is a Naeem Hines game, and I think it's another Jonathan Taylor game. I think the Colts are going to try to slow this down as much as possible and try to keep that Rams team um, offense off the field. I mean, the Rams showed last week, it doesn't matter if you keep them off the field, they're going to be able to score very quickly as they had two 75-yard touchdowns um, last week, or 75-plus-yard touchdowns, I should say. Um, but I will say, I think this Colts defense is better than the Bears defense. So I think this is going to be a good game, um, a sneaky good game. Uh, if I was on fantasy purposes, though, it would be hard to play anybody on this um, from a DFS standpoint. Season long, sometimes you don't have any other choice. Um, DFS-wise... It's just going to be a slower paced game. I think, I think both teams are going to be running, you know, not be running as many plays um, as other, as other games. So I probably would stay away from these, but I do like Higby as a, as a tight end play there. So we'll see how that one plays out. Moving on. We have the Buffalo bills at the Miami dolphins, another division game for the dolphins. We're able to sneak one out last week against uh, new England can they do it against the bills and really set themselves up for a great season here? Like if they start out two and oh here, like they're, they're on track bills. Do they start out? Oh, and two, like, could that just be like a crazy start? And then I think they play the chiefs. If it's not next week, it's the week after. I can't remember if they play them three or four off the top of my head. I probably should know that, but yeah, three or four. So like they, like if they lose this game, there's a legit chance. Bills could start out at one and three, which would be crazy. I still believe the Bills would then just go on a huge run, but would be nuts. Um, they're both, or sorry, the Buffalo Bills are three and a half point favorites. We have both taken the Bills on this one, so both the same there. Um, give me the Josh Allen this week, though. Um, and obviously, you can never sit digs or anything like that, and you're going to play him because he's going to have massive just target share there. But also give. Give me a guy like Emmanuel Sanders as a deep DFS guy, like as a flex player, a wide receiver three. Um, they're going to be putting Xavier Howard on digs. And then you obviously have Byron Jones, who's, who's still a great player, but you're going to put him on Sanders. So that's going to be very, like a very good matchup. And he's going to get more targets there. Uh, Gabriel Davis is also questionable, uh, got hurt last week. So we'll see how that one plays out if he actually does play or not. Um, yeah, I just think that this game is going to be interesting. Um, it really is 
the Bills versus Bills offense versus the Dolphins defense in this game. I do believe that the Bills defense is going to slow down the Dolphins offense quite a bit. So it's really just can the Dolphins defense slow down the Bills enough to make to keep this competitive and sneak out a win just like how they did against New England. Um, and I just don't think they can. And that's why I took the Bills here at, at three and a half. I just think that the Bills have a bad taste in their mouth after facing the Steelers last week and were really struggling. I think that they bounce back here. Moving on. Wow. This is rapid fire here. This is going to be a quicker podcast when I only have one person talking here. This is it. This is, it's been a while. It's been a while. It's usually me and Austin every episode. Um, Patriots at the Jets and the New England Patriots are six point favorites. No question about this one. I'm taking New England in both. Um, give me Bill Belichick against a rookie quarterback all day, every day. Like that's it. It's plain and simple for that. Um, Zach Wilson, I still think that he ends up like fantasy wise putting up like a fair amount of points just in garbage time. But I think the Patriots just get out to a early lead, early lead. Mac Jones um, hitting both tight ends. I mean, he, he did a great job targeting them last week. Uh, I think combined they had, I want to say it was 10 targets or 11 targets combined between the two and they caught everyone or Henry may have not caught one of them, but like it was it was efficient is what I'm getting at. Very, very good at hitting those tight ends. Honestly, he was hitting everybody. It, did, it didn't really matter. I'm very interested in how the running back plays out. Um, Stevenson, preseason guy, uh, Hall of Famer, basically, um, for this year. Just preseason Hall of Famer. He, he, did, he did fantastic. I ended up making the roster. It's the reason why they traded Sony Michelle is because they were so high on him after preseason performances. And... He ended up fumbling on his first carry last week and then basically didn't get another carry at all, um, which made you think, okay, in the doghouse for at least a game. But then Damian Harris fumbled at the end of the game last week uh, in crunch time against against the Dolphins. So now you wonder, okay, are they even again? They start giving Stevenson some carries again. Going to be interesting to see how that one plays out. But um, even though the Jets did play the Carolina Panthers very, very well last week. I just think that the coaching of Bill Belichick is just going to be the difference here. And I just don't see how the jets can pull this one out. Um, and honestly, I don't even see how they can make it within a touchdown game. Hence why we both took new England at six points. Uh, moving on. We have the San Francisco 49ers traveling to Philly, San Francisco's three and a half point favorites. Um, I can already hear Austin saying it right now. I'm sure you all can as well. Oh, a West Coast team traveling all the way to the East Coast. I'm taking the East Coast team. Um, and that is why Austin is taking Philadelphia to cover this game. Um, I'm not. I'm going to take San Francisco. I know they're, at, they're without Mostert, who is now out for the season. That news did break after our last podcast. Uh, but Give me the Mitchell kid. Give me Sermon, who's now going to be um, active. Give me Debo Samuel again. Give me Kittle. Like, I think that this offense is still going to be very, very good, which we know that Shanahan has done this in the past with injury guys. And then this defense, <coughs> excuse me, uh, also very solid. Just have to slow down the running game of hurts. Like, you slow down the running game there, you're going to win the game. Like he will not beat you in the passing game, in my opinion, um, from the Eagles side, continue doing what you did week one. And honestly, what you did 
a, you know, in the final couple of games that Ertz was playing last year. Like, remember, they ended up beating the New Orleans Saints late last year in the same kind of same kind of game, right? Like, Saints were really favored, really good team. Um, even though I can't remember if they had Breeze back at that point or not. Um, I think they did. Um, but yeah, and, and all they did was they controlled the clock. It was just like, okay, long drives, right? Eight to 10 play drives. Just keep that defense on the field early on in the game. And then all of a sudden by the fourth quarter, you know, they're gassed and one of those, you know, fake handoff taken around the edge and Ertz is gone for, you know, a 50 yard touchdown run. So I'm um, super excited about this game. I think this game's actually gonna be very, very fun to watch. Uh, I like the Miles Sanders Ertz combo here. I mean, it, I will say this was a tough game to pick because I like that combo. Devontae Adams or Devontae Adams, Devontae Smith, the former Heisman Trophy winner now, uh, number whatever nine overall pick. Um, man, he looked really good last last week. First catch was a touchdown. It, the size is not going to be a factor for him. I don't think. I think he's going to find ways to get open. So um, tough game. But I did take San Francisco here, so we are different on this one. Um, I, I could easily see Austin winning this one, to be honest with you. Um, but we'll see how that one plays out. Next one is the Raiders at the Steelers. And Steelers are five-and-a-half-point favorites. And I was absolutely shocked to see that Austin took the Raiders on this one at minus, or I guess five plus five-and-a-half for them. I Give me the Steelers at minus five-and-a-half all day, every day on this one. I don't. I, I don't really think this one's going to be close. I think the Raiders got extremely lucky that the Ravens played just a horrible game plan on defense. The final like eight minutes of that game on Monday night, like just play in zone. Like, why are you playing man to man? And why are you doing all out blitzes and cover zeros and stuff when like, there's a history that Derek Carr is really good against the blitz and like you're up by a touchdown and you're going to just do this. Like it just, it made no sense. It absolutely made no sense at all. Give me the Steelers. This is the Najee Harris breakout game. He's going to have over a hundred all purpose yards. He's going to have a touchdown. Um, <clears throat> give me some Juju Smith Schuster in this game. Honestly, I, I kind of like all of the offensive players for the Steelers this game, um, which is weird because I'm just not high on the Steelers this year, but I just think that the Raiders defense isn't very good. I know that they did, do a pretty good job of, you know, somewhat slowing down the Ravens, but I think it's just a different, it's a different type of offense here than what the Ravens are. And I don't think that the Raiders are uh, set up for this one. So I will take the Steelers here at minus five and a half. That gives us one, two, three, three different games, I think. Yeah. Oh, sorry. Four, four different altogether so far. Um, <clears throat> moving on to another division game. We have the saints at the Panthers, new Orleans is minus three and a half here. And again, a little bit of a shocker. Just, I wish Austin was here because I just, I want to know his reasonings on this. He's taking Carolina at minus three and a half. I don't get it. Didn't look that great against, um, the jets last week. You know, they really didn't. I mean, they pulled it out. They had some big plays. Christian McCaffrey still looked good. DJ Moore had some great plays. I, they have the weapons there, but like what the Saints did to the Packers and you can't imagine the, the Saints winning by four points the next week. Um, that's interesting. If, if I'm wrong on this one, 
I will I will eat my words, but I I think the Saints winning by three and a half is pretty solid bet here. So uh, give me the Saints. Give me Alvin Kamara all day. Um, Juwan Johnson as a you know as a deep threat in the end zone is great. Like he is he's almost turning into that Jimmy Graham role of in the in the red zone, not like overall in the field like when he was younger with the Saints, but. Um, Sean Payton is for sure going to be like, oh, I'm going to use this big-bodied athletic dude in the in the red zone for sure, just like how I use Jimmy Smith. That's Juwan Johnson now. So really like that. Uh, moving on to the Vikings at the Cardinals. Cardinals, three-and-a-half-point favorites. How is this one not more? I'm not understanding it. So <clears throat> last week I said the lock of the week was absolutely Denver over the Giants. I'm going to say this one is. I'm going to take the Cardinals over over the Vikings at three and a half. Cardinals at home. Vikings traveling here after just getting beat in overtime against Cincinnati. Give me that all day. I'm going to take the Cardinals. Everybody's going to get – everybody's eating in this game for the Cardinals. Like, literally everybody. I think that Hopkins has over 100 yards. Uh, Kirk had a huge game last week, a big fantasy pickup guy for them. He is going to be pretty inconsistent. That's just kind of his nature. Uh, I think this is the Rondell Moore game. He had some good plays last week, but he just barely got tackled on a couple of them that he almost broke loose. I think that he ends up having a big play here in this game. Um, so give me that. And then, I mean, his, those running backs are going to eat towards the end of the game because they're going to have such a big lead in my opinion. So, uh, taking Arizona there, Austin is also taking Arizona there. I should say that as well. Um, moving on. Oh, let me just talk, talk about the Vikings for a little bit. Um, it's so interesting because that offense seems like it should be so good, but that just, that defense just needs to, I mean, Defense needs to play better. Offensive line needs to play better. But, man, it's just so hard to see when you have those weapons like Thielen scoring multiple touchdowns. You have Dalvin Cook. You have Justin Jefferson. Obviously, um, Irv Smith is out for the year, unfortunately. Um, but they those three weapons alone should be enough. Like, they are studs. Um, I'm sure Vikings fans are very frustrated. Um, Kirk Cousins didn't have the best game last week but honestly i felt like he played good enough to win that game um i know a lot of vikings fans are gonna be like, we're paying him that he shouldn't be the playing good enough to win this game he should be the one leading us to victory which honestly is a fair argument um but he is what he is at this point like whatever you're paying him that that's irrelevant he is what he is like he should you know he he played well um well enough i should say uh, moving over to the Falcons at the Bucks. Bucks 12 and a half point favorites, just like how Cleveland was. So we have our second 12 and a half point um, favorite this week. This time, Austin is taking Tampa Bay. And I also am taking Tampa Bay. Uh, look at what Tampa Bay did last week on Thursday night, which feels like so long ago. Uh, but look what they did to Dallas's defense, which again is not very good. But Falcons defense also not good and falcons offense looked completely lost last week like they were not be able they were not able to get the ball effectively to ridley or to Pitts. mike davis had a fine game but like you're getting blown out and he still was i don't know it was interesting like i think he had something like 40 or 50 yards in the first quarter uh davis did which is great and you'd be like okay that's a good game plan 
they should be in this game, but they just, they just weren't um, playing uh, Patterson at running back and like doing like up the gut runs and, you know, like not even like pitches to get him outside in the open. It was just like, you're a full on running back now is very interesting to see. Um, I think the Falcons are going to just be really bad this year. So give me the bucks to just blow out the Falcons. I think that, I think Mike Evans bounces back this week. I think he has a ton of points. I think that, I don't know, Godwin's going to get his no matter what. I do feel like the way this offense is going to be rolling, it is going to be either an Antonio Brown or Mike Evans game every week. It's not going to be both. It's going to be one or the other. It's always going to be a Godwin game. And then it's either going to be a Gronk game or a running back game. Like one of the two on that one. I did. There's so many weapons that they all can't feast, obviously, but I think that that's just the way they're going to play. It's like Godwin slot guy. You're always going to be, you know, you're always going to be involved Evans or Antonio Brown, um, you know, deep threats somewhat, you know, on both sides. So then one of them is going to have a big game, usually not both of them, but it's Tom Brady. So they easily could, Tight end Gronk obviously had a huge game there. Running backs didn't really do anything, but I usually could see a game where okay, now we can start running the ball after we threw it to Gronk and Evans, for example. We don't need or sorry, Godwin and Evans don't need to throw it to Gronk. Now it's the running back's choice. So um that'll be interesting. Very interesting to see how the running backs play out in Tampa Bay. Um, sounds like Jones is gonna get the start this week. I mean, he fumbled and got in the doghouse. Fournette looked like shit. Um Sure, he out, you know, outplayed everybody, but he, I mean, he still didn't look good. And then Gio Bernard was coming off of a leg injury from preseason. So he didn't play a lot of third downs last week, which was interesting, but okay, he's coming off an injury. So maybe they want to just play it safe for that Thursday night game. I would expect him to be in on third downs a lot more. Um, all right, next game. This is a game that I'm probably most excited for this this weekend, and that is the Cowboys at the Chargers. This game is going to be fire because we all saw what Dak did. We all saw what the Cowboys did. They put up tons of yards, tons of points. It's going to be fun. Chargers, they didn't put up as many points, but they had seven drops last week. And a lot of them were right on the money from Justin Herbert. Justin Herbert played a fantastic game. Those receivers are not going to be dropping balls. Like Keenan Allen literally dropped a ball. And he, that dude drops like one every like two years. Like he doesn't drop anything. So um, <clears throat> super excited for this game. And it's going to be, it's just going to be awesome. Keenan Allen and CeeDee Lamb and Mari Cooper, you're going to get Zeke involved. You're going to get Austin Eckler involved. Eckler fans, do not worry. I know that he did not get a single target last week. You got to remember a couple, or was it last year? He only got like two targets in week one. And then once he came back from injury, like he was averaging like literally like nine targets a game. Like he's going to be fine. What you need to be happy about is that he got like all the goal line work. So even if, even if he caught a couple less balls each game this year, if he's going to goal line carries fantasy wise, I, I mean, you'll take that swap to be honest. Um, Austin is taking the chargers in this game. Um, I'm actually going to take the Dallas Cowboys in this game. And let me say this. I actually think the Chargers win this game, but I don't think they win by three. I legit think that this is a Chargers have to go down. Like Dak goes down and leads them to a score with like three minutes left to take the lead by like one. And then 
Herbert and the offense has to go and get in field goal range and kick a field goal to win it. Like that type of game, like that exciting of a game. I'm so, oh, I'm just so excited for this one. This one's going to be on my main TV um, over the weekend. Super excited about that. Titans at Seahawks. Seahawks are five and a half point favorites. Another difference here, man, me and Austin are different on a lot of games this week. It's going to be interesting after we both went eight and eight. Uh, he's taken Seattle to win by over five and a half, which I, I can see the argument, right? They looked fantastic last week. Titans look absolutely awful against um, Arizona, like so bad. But Frable's teams don't lose back-to-back games very often. Um, I think that I think I read that his team has only done it once since he's become the head coach or never something like that. Like it doesn't happen. Um, and I'm going to just stick with that trend. I think that the Titans find a way to keep this one interesting. And even if they do lose, I don't think they lose by basically a touchdown in this game. I do think this is super competitive. I think they go, okay, we tried this like little cute thing of like maybe being a little bit more pass happy team. Um, let's get back to Derek Henry this game. Um, and again, we talked about this a lot during the off season. Um, I said to fantasy owners, like Derek Henry is probably not going to have as good of a year as he's had previously, just because their, their defense is so bad that they're going to have to be passing the ball more. But I think there are certain situations this year where he will have a couple of huge games because of that. I think this is one of these games, huge games, meaning because they just say, we need to run the ball, go do this, go pound it down their throat. Um, and then the defense just finds a way to get stops here and there. Um, how they're going to find a way to stop DK Metcalf and Tyler Lockett after they couldn't stop anybody on the Cardinals. Honestly, I'm not sure. This is more just of a gut feeling and trusting the data that Frable's team doesn't lose back-to-back games very often. That's, that is what I'm using this on. So another one of those, I can see Austin's point by taking Seattle and easily could see him winning this one. Um, but that's the reason why I'm taking the Titans. I don't feel good about it. So see how that one all plays out there. Um, Now moving on to Sunday night, we have the Chiefs at the Ravens. Chiefs three and a half point favorites. Give us the kingdom all day. Chiefs are going to blow this one out. Ravens looked lost last week. Again, I don't understand their defensive scheme last week. And I understand that's the way they play a lot of the time, but it's just like, Sometimes you got to change some shit up at the, towards the end of a game. If you're only up by a touchdown with less than five minutes left, like just switch it up a little bit. Um, give me the chiefs. I mean, I think this thing's going to be a blowout. I think the chiefs offense, I mean, obviously didn't skip a beat last week or at all. Um, they're still there. I do think the Ravens find some success um, using like a Marquise Brown um, I mean, even Watkins is probably going to have like a 75 yard game given some of that might be in garbage time, but, um, I think that the Ravens find a way to keep this thing close in the first half because they do ball control and they kind of hold on to it quite a bit. And, and Kansas city is just not on the field very often offensively. And then the second half, I think it just like everything unravels. Um, honestly, probably a lot like the Cleveland game last, last week in the sense of like, Chris Jones, honestly, was pretty quiet a lot of the first half towards the end on that last drive. He, I think he, he he made a big play. And then the second half, like he was like a grown ass man playing with little boys. Um, and I think that Chris Jones does it again this week. I think that he just is a force to be reckoned with. Like, I think he just makes a lot of big plays here. 
Um, so obviously Austin is taking Kansas City. Uh, we might as well just put KC next to their row every single week, weeks one through 18. Even when they have a bye, he'll pick them to win. Um, moving on to the Lions at the Packers and another double-digit game. This is ridiculous. Week two, we already have three of these. Um, Packers are 11-point favorites after putting up three points last week after the Lions playing, <coughs> honestly, a lot better than we all expected them to be. Um, crazy to think about, and yet we are both taking the Green Bay Packers because Aaron Rodgers is going to be pissed. Devontae Adams is going to have a monster game. Aaron Jones is going to be back. Tunyon's going to have probably multiple touchdowns. Like, it's going to get nasty. Like, I just truly believe that. Do the Lions put up points towards the end of the game? Yeah, most likely. Most likely. Um, Which makes me a little worried on the 11, but I'm going to just hope that the Packers had a three-point lead before, or three-score lead uh, before the Lions actually make that run. So we're both taking the Green Bay Packers. So let me do some math here real quick. I apologize. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Seven of the 16 games we have different this week. I have this gut feeling we're not going to be tied after after week two, which is going to be very fun. Um, before I head off, though, we got we can't forget about the player prop bets. So again, Austin went three and three last week. I went five and one. So got off to that early lead, hoping I could hold on to it. The games again, the games with Kansas City always always scare me just because Austin knows the team so well that it makes me worry that like he knows something that I don't. Um, but here we go. Patrick Mahomes, 336 passing yards. We both took the over, so that's great. Even there. Patrick Mahomes, probably going to throw for 400 yards again. Uh, Travis Kelsey, 89 receiving yards. We both are taking the over here as well. There we go. Okay, still even. Travis Kelsey, rinse and repeat, right? The dude is just unstoppable. He's going to get his. Tyreek Hill, by the way, had the quietest 197 yard game in NFL history. Like literally nobody's talking about how he almost busted 200 yards. Ridiculous. Um, Austin's taking the under 97, which I thought was very interesting. I don't, I, I would love to hear his thoughts on why he believes Tyreek Hill is basically not getting a hundred yards. I went the over smashed it. I think that he goes for 150 again, to be honest, like Tyreek Hill was everywhere. His, his target share is ridiculous. Week one, it's going to be ridiculous all year. It's the reason why I was, I made sure I had him in my fantasy teams, taking him early on. I just think that he's going to be that number one fantasy wide receiver when it's all said and done. So we do have a difference there. Um, Lamar Jackson, 210 passing yards. And honestly, that's about what he averages against the, against the Chiefs here um, in his career. But we're both taking the over. Um, and I think it's strictly because, honestly, Lamar Jackson looked like he was throwing the ball better last week than he was. And you got to just trust that, I mean, maybe we just also believe he's gonna, they're going to be down enough that they're going to have to throw and they're just going to get some garbage points. Um, I, I do believe that he ends up in that like 260 range, though. I think that he, I mean, I think he has a, okay day I, I still think he'll probably turn the ball over once or twice which is where Mahomes and the offense just take over um Mark Andrews this one was the tough one for me Austin took the over 49 yards 
I actually really wanted to take the under. Like I really did, but deep down I ended up just taking the over strictly because of what I was just talking about. If there's some garbage time yards, you know, in the fourth quarter when it's a three score game and the starter's still out there, maybe Andrews, you know, gets another two to three 12 yard catches each, you know, and then ends up bumping him up and over after, you know, maybe a slower first half. Um, or maybe you just bust a big one in the first half and it's all over from there. So, um, but we are both taking the over there. And then Marquise Brown, 51 receiving yards, both taking the over. Honestly, I thought this one was super low. I would be smashing this if I was betting online. I think that's just a low number. Um, so I guess when it's all said and done, there's no way Austin can catch up to me this week because we only have one difference, um, which is a little unfortunate. But you want to know what? I think that we're both feeling pretty confident right now and and how this game's going to be playing out so um yeah that's it i can't believe we're already talking about week two crazy this year's going to go by so fast just like all the other years super excited for the weekend um gonna be some great games good luck to all you fantasy players good luck to you just all you fans just rooting for your teams um I'll try to post some fantasy stuff on our, on our accounts this week um, in the weekend, try to get that going some more and we appreciate you all. And tonight I've been talking football.